Barbacar Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Craig's Crown Cuts, Downtown Johnson City, spreading love the JC way. But no, spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. We spread love throughout the Tri-Cities. Back again, I've been gone for two weeks, but we back in the saddle, getting ready to make it happen. Me and my guy. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? We miss you. I didn't, have the B- I didn't do the B-Box thing. Everybody knows the, the episode, you ain't going to be there because ain't no B-Box. <laughs> I mean, it's all good, man. I mean, hey, you, you got to come in with your own flavor, your own your own little swag. Yeah, I did a freestyle one to the thing. Oh, what? No, I didn't. Oh, I'll this dude right here, man. This dude right here. I think we can turn up a little bit, Mitch. Yeah, this guy right here. But anyway, um, Jordan, he's missing action. He's done two weeks in a row. Yeah. And he's he, like, man, I got to take a break. He went Dennis Rodman on us. He's in Vegas. <laughs> oh, he's in Vegas. <laughs> ba- you know, we got our own casinos up here in Bristol. So he's at the casino in Bristol party. Yeah, he might be. Ah. He might be up there. <laughs> Jay Barr, where you at? You're going to be like a door to explore, a flat standing. Rolling Search, dice. Searching for him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got these Waldo right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we got our special guest today. Continue our, our episode of Student Stories. And I'm going to introduce herself. I'm Bethany McClellan. Um... I've been in school at Crown Cuts since the beginning of February. Ooh, big, big, big. Bethany the Barber. That just sounds good. You got a barber name yet? Um, my Instagram page is AB dot um, braids with a Z underscore fades with a Z. Okay, 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 okay. Follower. Yeah, we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna rock it today. We gonna continue our episodes of student stories. I've had a couple of people shout me up and said, "Man, I've been loving those student stories." It's interesting. Yeah, it's my it's one of my favorite things. I'm glad we get to do it, and I feel like it's 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 to me everybody can relate to it, and it makes people eager to tell their story. It makes people want to come on here and tell what they got going on. So yeah. and I want to hear it. I'm eager to hear it. Yeah, I mean, we got to. So, so Beth, where are you from? Um, are you from this area? Talk about yourself a little bit. Where are you Johnson from? Johnson City, yep. JC, Tennessee. Yep, I'll be the big 32 next month. Oh, man, yep. Dang, I thought you was like 22 when oh, you got. Thank you. Like 21, 22. Great, <laughs> but that's thanks. all good. I mean, hey. Got two kids. Um, I actually just did my son's haircut as my first haircut. What? I messed up. And you did not mess up. Yes, I did. And Shay had to come help me. I mean, you're learning. When but you're training, you don't mess up. You're practicing. You're learning. Did you take a picture of it? I did. Yeah, I did. The Before? You got no. the help too? No. No. Oh. <laughs> no, and it was my son. So he knows, like, how I am. Uh-huh. Like, whenever I mess something up. So I had to go ahead and let him know, A. Hey, Bruh, I messed you up. I got to get her to come up here and help me. <laughs> but, but, but it's not, again, when you're in school, you're training. Yeah. It's not something such as messing up when you're training. It was you're my practicing. first cut. Yeah, you're practicing. <laughs> I mean, what is a mess up? You're not a professional at this point. You're, you're a student barber becoming a master barber. So it's not, no, nah, you didn't mess up. I don't, I'm not going to put all that pressure <laughs> on you. It's a small price to pay for a lifetime of free haircuts for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That saves me uh, $30 per haircut for him. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, also I have a, t- a three-year-old. She just turned three. So also learning how to cut her hair. She's got natural curly hair. Okay. Yep. So learning how to cut her hair, I've also cut hers now. So it's like I'm in there now. You know, I can cut my kid's hair and not have to pay all this money. Those are the best the best uh, mannequins you can get. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> get kids. So, so talk about your story, Beth. Talk about the beginning. Um, how long did you know you wanted to become a barber? Or is that something that just happened? Tell us, tell us your story. No, I remember coming into your shop whenever we were 16 years old, you uh-huh. know, and I've always kind of wanted to deal with hair, but, you know, life took a different toll, and you've been yelling at me for like six years to get down there. <laughs> so, so, so talk about this different turn, because the thing is with this podcast, it's going to inspire someone who maybe it took that turn that you took and thinking that there's no hope. But what you're doing right now, in a sense, is going to let someone know, you know what? Hey, I fell once, I fell twice, and I fell a third time. But you know what? I didn't stay down. I got up, and I'm on track. You know, and- my main thing, Craig, was like really just the the drive that you had toward getting me there. Mm-hmm. And actually knowing that somebody did care, right. you know, like enough to be like, hey, let's do this. Like, you can do this. 
You know, you told me you weren't going to talk to me after November if I wasn't down there. <laughs> that meant a lot to me, you know. <laughs> I've known Craig since I was 16. That's, you know, 16 years. I'm about to be 32. Did I say that to you, Yes, you did. You told me if you're not down here by November, I'm not talking to you anymore. I called, That's hilarious. I called them. I said, look, I got to go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't mean to put all that pressure on you, but I mean, I... Then that's cold, crazy. <laughs> hey, but, hey, but it got me there. It really did. It got me there. And it made me actually put my foot down and really do all I could to get there, you know? Right. Because I look at you as a huge role model. Like Me too. You're very, a very upstanding person, you, you know? And so, like, that really gave me that drive to really get down there. Well, that's good. Well, it's not yeah. about me that they've ever said no. about you. So, so when did you realize, I mean, through our conversations that you was like, man, I can do this. I like being, I, I want to be a barber. I want to be a master barber. Do you remember that time? Um, or a moment in life? or Whenever, um, gosh, back in 2019, I guess, um, you told me you needed a braider down there. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I want to go there. You know, I really want to go there, but, you know, certain people were going and couldn't go to school. We'll, we'll talk about that because there's going to be people <laughs> who have situations like that Yeah. who is um, who want to go to school and yeah. how to navigate that problem. So talk about that. So um, my kid's dad were going, was going to school there and, um, you know, he was in and out, whatever, and he kept telling me he was going back to go get his hours and he was prolonging it. And I'm sitting here like, I want to go. Like, mm-hmm. I really want to go. But he's telling me he's going back. So I'm like, I know for a fact that him and I cannot be in school together. Yeah. That's not going to work out. So it was just the whole thing of him prolonging me. And then finally I was just like, okay, I'm going to go do this. Like, I'm not letting him come in between anything else. Like, not to throw salt on him or anything. But he's not even cut my kid's hair one time. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, I need to do this. Like, so I'm doing it. Is he still going to the school? No. No. He's talking about going back, but So you you went in the right time. You hit it you hit it at the right time. You didn't wait. Yeah. You said this is it, this is the time I'm oh, doing yeah. right now and it worked out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And it take it takes strength and courage sometimes. A lot of times people a lot of us, we don't realize the strength that we have within ourselves mm-hmm. to accomplish certain things because sometimes the people who we around can hold us back and we kind of Delaying our progress for other people. Yeah, and we, we, they say one thing, and then it's almost like it validates the negative feelings that you're feeling towards yourself, and it causes you to think negatively. But sometimes you just got to do what you feel like is right for you, you know, and right for your family. And you know, we all—I think I definitely had that from my own father. And I love my father. He's been on this podcast, you know, and I respect my dad. Oh yeah. And but you know, he hit me with the "What you doing?" You know, what are you, what are you thinking? Why are you doing this? And I'm like. Shh. I gotta do it. It's gotta happen. So, what were you doing before before the barber school? What like occupational wise? I was a waitress at Waffle House. Okay, I've been there. I might roll by, see me. <laughs> the crazy. The all star breakfast. Am I? I mean, that's an all star. That's breakfast. what I begin. <laughs> I bet you see some crazy stuff. What's the craziest thing you see at Waffle House? Oh, I almost got shot. Oh uh, man, St. Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, it's definitely time for for a new adventure, like something that's not. So dangerous. I got two kids to go home to, you know, so. You can't be soft working night shift at the Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> not at all. You've seen, you seen the girl that, like, caught the chair. Like, they call her, like, the Waffle House warrior or she something. She caught a chair? Yes. Somebody, a customer threw a chair at her, and she caught it. Which in a single crazy. bound. Yeah, they're crazy for even putting those super light aluminum chairs in Waffle House because they already knows it goes. They already know it goes down. But it's a job, and, 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 and you had to work, and, and I understand that part. So, um. What, what were there any other people besides your kid's father who was kind of detractors in your life were holding you back or certain things or people were telling you when you decided to make, make your mind up to go to school? Were there any um, objections? Mm, just, um, just problems with myself. Like, um, I'm a felon. So it's like, no, I can't do that because I'm a felon. You know, it's all like stipulations that certain things have or whatnot. You know, from my past decisions as a child, you know, didn't make the best decisions and I'm still paying for those decisions that I made. And um, I really didn't think that I could do it. And then I'm like, no, I can do this. Like, I can't, I can't set an example for my children if, um, if I don't show them, you know, I have to actually step out of the box and show them, hey, you can do whatever you put your mind to, 
you know, and that's that's been a number one reason too of going to school is I want to I want to show them, and I want them to have better than I did. I want them to be able to to be stable and to be happy, and um, I feel like that's what this is gonna this is gonna bring. And it, it definitely will. We just me and Craig just got back from the OG Barber Conference. Shout out to OG Barber Conference. Big, and big, big. there was a, a presenter there who was a two time felon. Two time felon, and he has, and he was, I mean, it was inspirational what he's mm -hmm. been through. He's been through more than that. I mean, a lot more than that. And he was just sharing with us his journey and how he's moved past that. And now he's excelled in his career. He's one of the most respected barbers in Dallas. And shout out to the OG Barber Conference. It's probably one of the best barber conferences, barber shows, barber um, continuing education I've ever been to. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. The, the most people there, but it was impactful and it had some heavy hitters there. Yeah, if you were if you were going just to see a bunch of people, that's not that's not where you go. We went there and it was like a it's like being in a in a round table discussion. It was uh, a, it was like a mastermind group. Yeah, a meeting of the minds, just great minds, just in one room, and they had an award ceremony towards the end, which was amazing. Next year is going to be in Dallas, but again, shout out to the OG Barber Conference. That was amazing. If anybody ever get a chance to go to those things. Go to it. And then the night there was a um, major event, um, the gala. It was everybody was dressed up, tuxedoed out. It was just boom, spiffed out to the max. It's like the Justice League. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. It's like everybody going into the Bat Cave and, and, and just putting their minds together and be like, Tyreek. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All these heavy hitters in this room of just wonderful minds just doing things. This, it was amazing. Yeah, it was well, none. one of the best experiences I ever had. But, you know, and that really taught me that it really doesn't matter um, where you are in your life. You can make a change, you know, and, you know, you wake up. If you wake up the next day, you got an opportunity to change your direction. So I'm, I'm happy that you shared that. And it, it probably I mean, it probably takes a lot to share that because you probably don't want to tell everybody your business. But there's somebody listening to this podcast right now that is going through the same exact thing that you're doing, probably maybe even harder and hearing some of the same frustrations or negative energy that mm -hmm. other people have told them. And of course there's that stigma that comes with being a felon that you can never, you know, make something for yourself after that or find a decent job, but that's not true. And that's what barbering can do for anybody. Yes. And and then uh, also being a female barber in this industry. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? So, but you're going to succumb and pass all those obstacles and just fly high and do some great things. You just got a sledgehammer and there's a whole wall of stereotypes that you about to break down and you already started. You already, oh, yeah. you already took the first swing. So you're good to go. Right. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, knowing what you know right now about how far are you into this in, into your journey of being a barber, a master barber? Um, about a month and a half, I guess. Okay, good. Um, so what what are you what do you feel right now? This month and a half has been with everything you had to go through just to climb this tough mountain and look your your hair right now. What what go, what are, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking about? I'm feeling really good about it. I passed all my theories. I've been doing my practicals. Um, finally on the floor cutting. I'm I'm feeling comfortable with it, but I'm ready for new challenges as well. Okay. What's something that you want to be the best, like that you feel like that you are drawn to? It's because you said your name is Braids. Is that something you want to emphasize in your career, or, or what's the biggest thing you want to be good at? I've been braiding for like 12 years, so I kind of know braids. I've, I want to learn how to do more design work mm -hmm. with braids, um, but I want to do everything. I want to do everything. Locks, braids, dye, coloring. Don't I want to do yourself. everything. I don't want to turn down anything at all. That's what I'm going to school for. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I limit myself to anything? The more you learn, the more you earn. Right. <laughs> big, big, big. And you know what? I was, me and uh, Micah, we've had a conversation at lunch previously for the podcast. And one of the key things that every conference and most of the barber events I go to, mo most of the barbers there, the barbers who are elevated on the next level, they don't turn down no services. Mm -hmm. And they talk about most of them started out being cosmetologists. Yeah. And most of them, I mean, when they go to school, they boss that section out. Women's haircutting, the coloring part. And then it almost seems like that's, that, that leads to carriage. And then the barber is at the back, and they put that together, and that's when you start making six figures. And a lot of, a lot of the barbers that I've met, educators that I have met, 
did start off as cosmetologists because I feel like they got that part out the way. They got fluent, they got fluent and good at that. And then okay, after that, what's next? The fade. The fade. I feel like is the easiest part to learn. It is. And in, in the whole, and not to discredit barbers, but there's just so much more that you can get. I mean, from chemical services to color to you know sheer work, and then you throw a fade in there. It's like you're a complete stylist, you know. And that's why for myself, I'm going back to school. I'm going to my school, to my cosmetology school, to become a better cosmetologist i just want to learn the skill just to have it be dual licensed yeah i just want to learn the skill i mean i'm a, a educator i'm a, a master barber i'm a barber instructor I, I own two schools and i'm going back to my school to be a cosmetologist just to learn that part just to i just want to learn i love information so that's what that made me realize that's how i meet one of those guys and i i was in new york at the ibs conference i mean i was then went to the og conference the, the following week it's just like man I mean, I just want to learn as much as I can because I don't want to stop learning. I don't want to limit myself. Yeah, and it's a lot of information to unpack being around all those heavy hitters. and It's, pl it's, it's plenty. Yeah. But I, I mean, how to do a pedicure. Hey, why not? <laughs> but you know what? This podcast today is about Miss Beth and her journey and telling her story. So if there's someone out there, right, and you know there's so many people out there, especially young girls, um, women who's going through a situation who probably have... Um, has uh, have a baby father who is stressing them out or somebody who's stressing them out in life or have a couple kids or things. What what word of advice can you say to someone who's been in your shoes, who's been a felon or have some kids and they don't have help? What kind of words of advice can you say to them or it's, give them? It's not easy, but don't give up. Don't give up because there's always somebody out there that, that does believe in you and that knows that you can do it. Um, you just got to find those right people. You gotta have the right people in your corner. There, there's people, places, and things. You gotta surround yourself with all good. And I know there's been some times where you've probably been in a situation where you you didn't see no way of getting out of that. What helped you? What gave you the motivation to keep going or to look for that light at the end of the tunnel? My babies. So talk about that. My babies, definitely. Um, like I said, I I want them to have better than I have, better than I've had. Um, I'll put it this way, just a little bit more raw. Do you remember a situation that you was in and you was like, man, this is... Because there's people out there who want to get to school, who want to do something like this. It might not even be barbering, it might be cosmetology, or just want to get ahead or just try to get themselves above water. Do you remember a certain situation, a time you was in a, in a position where you're like, man, this, might, this is... But you came through, and when you came through, you was like, man, I'm happy I stuck through this, and it's going to be better at days ahead. Starting school, leaving Waffle House. Like, was, was, was that tough to leave Waffle House? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I've known for the past four years. So talk about that journey, that transition, leaving it. Um, Do you remember who you, who you spoke to and what you told him, what you were doing, and, what, and how that conversation went? Um, I talked to my sister and my daughter's godmom about it a lot, and um, they basically just told me to do whatever I felt was best. And, like, they, they really didn't know, you know, what was going to go on. And they were kind of worried about it. But I was just like, no, I've got I've to do this. Like, right. I've got to put all my faith into this. Because, as you always say, it's an investment. It's right. not a sacrifice. It's an investment. Big. It's going to make better for not only myself but my children. And I could go be an instructor. My child is 12 right now. By the time that I can get my instructor license, he could be 16, 17 years old. He can get hours from me in a shop. And then, bam, he can go take a license, and he can come right underneath me. It's, it's a business that can continue on. It can be a family business, and, and it all starts at Crown Cuts. Like, did, did, you, did the person threaten to shoot you? Did that influence your decision to get out? Was that something that, that encouraged you to leave, or was that, is that something that just happened? Oh, gosh. No, I was there for a few months after that. Um, I was at the State of Franklin store. I ended up transferring to Elizabethan because it was it was a little bit more settled, you okay. know? Okay, yeah. Because um, State of Franklin is, it's wild. It's lit. Wild, wild, it's lit. wild. So I've seen the craziest stuff happen at both of the Johnson City stores, North Rhone and State of Franklin. It is not pretty. So, And I worked third shift at both of those. I had the cops called on us at State of Franklin one time. Bobble House. I just <laughs> I had the whole John City Police Force out there. I've I just, never had no bad in, in, in situations with Waffle House. It's always been good. Every time I went, I got the food, and 
Um, my um, my my chicken melt with um, hash browns, double wa- hash browns with jalapenos in that. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was nothing I did. And, and a waffle. It was nothing I did. My friend, my cousins, they one of my cousins, they were talking to girls, and one of my cousins slapped the other one in front of the girls. So they got to arguing. You know, we're family. You know, it's a family. You fight all the time. Well, I guess they got nervous. At the, so they called the police. They had a whole police force out there. <laughs> like you said, it goes down, so they don't know what to expect. Yeah, this has been like seven, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. So. <laughs> the employees called the cops? I was, I'm assuming so. I'm but, surprised because they usually just <laughs> let it go. Just let it ride. ride. I mean, I, don't, <laughs> ride. I just remember I was just try out there get, talk, trying to calm everybody down. And talk I guess until a aluminum channel come across the it counter. Was, the <laughs> Trey June sons, Dre and Alex. <laughs> we can't be calling people names. I like that. They got to come and get you. Oh, they be all right. They be all right. It's, so, um, Beth, did you have a conversation with your employer at a Waffle House looking to use transitioning? I had told them whenever um, I got switched out to Elizabethan that I only needed limited time. Mm-hmm. I was only part-time. So what did they say when you did? Was there any um, feedback well, back actually that? what ended up happening, Craig, is they ended up firing me. Dang. Uh, yeah. But we're not going to get on that because... I mean, no, that happened. Yeah. I mean, life happens. You know what I mean? I'm just... But, I know, but you had to transition, which is good. And, yeah. I it, mean... It hey. was like I could have I could have went and you know, talk to him and probably got my job back. But right. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't have time to focus on that, right? Because I want to focus on school. For sure, for you sure. Know? So I make sure that everything's straight at home and go to school. And so, so how do your kids feel about you coming to school? What do they talk about? What are they excited? Are they nervous? How do they feel? Do they ask questions? What kind of questions do they ask you? Um. Well, Nikhil wants to be a barber. Mm. So he. So. As it is already, you already influenced your son. You yeah. already got him like, man. But uh, you know my son, so right. he changes his mind like the wind. I mean, he's so. 12. Yeah, I get it. He's great. Astronaut, up. superhero, barber. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he, he, he's always said he wants to have a job that's easy, that pays good. And mm. then he says he wants to be a barber. And then I don't know what he wants to do, but I'm just there to encourage whatever it is. Yeah. As long as it's good, you know. Um, my daughter obviously wants to be a barber. You know, she cut her hair literally <laughs> after we got our first haircut. She cuts oh, like man. just an inch up from her ears. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it kind of looks like she's got a mullet right now. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in style, though. I know. It is. That's why she's I'm, got not, the shag. They call why it I'm shag. not tripping about it so much because it's, yeah. What is one of the biggest lessons you have learned during your your journey before school and then when you're in school and you reflect and look back, what are one of the biggest lessons you've learned? Just to be resilient, just to come back. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It's, it's about how many times you actually get back up and you stand and you just go, not give up. Is there, has there been any hurdle that you need to overcome in school that, you, that was really hard for you to pick up at this point? No, not in school. I love it. I love school. <laughs> I love it. What do you what do you what do you love about school? Everything. Your, the, like, your peers. The, it's the, the peers. It's the instructors. I love I love it all, every bit. Just the learning of it. Like, they move chapter four test on me, and I'm like, wait, no, I'm ready to take it right now. <laughs> like, let's do this. <laughs> so yeah, I just I love it, and I was never really the person that studied in school. I I barely study now. I've got two kids. I'm a single mom. You know, so it's like. I don't really have time to study, but so how, how, that's really, a good question. How do you juggle that with kids? Oh, it's it's fun. It's really fun. Um, is that sarcastic fun or is yeah, that legit? It's very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a lot. It really is. Um, but I try to make sure that I maintain like a, a healthy balance. You know, where I can work, I can go to school, and I can spend time with my kids. Um, I can't work after school because my daughter goes to bed at seven thirty. So. Yeah. If I get out of school at four thirty, then I go to work. I'll never see my daughter. So it's like I've I've had to come up with this schedule: four to eight work, eight thirty to four thirty school, and then I got that time with my kids. And I'm in bed by nine, you know. So I'm up. So it's like constant. Because that's one of the questions people ask: How do you balance work life, school, and kids? And as a single mother, that that's you 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 are making it work. So I mean, kudos to you. Twenty one salute to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's rough. It really is. It's it's 
How do you get up early? That's my question. I'm struggling with that. You I'm say you work four to eight? Yeah, I'm usually So you wait like, like three o'clock? Or... Yeah, I'm usually like really nocturnal, so I try to stay up. But I will literally go home, and I fall asleep with my daughter sometimes at 7.30. Yeah. Like I'm just out. Mm-hmm. Just gone. I'll sit there with my little laptop studying, and I fall out. And like, spades is up. Oh, yeah. He's just up in there <laughs> watching TV. I got an alarm set for 9 uh, o'clock when he's got to go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> so I call her son Spades. <laughs> yeah. Why you call him that? Is that his nickname? Because his dad, who was in school, his name was Ace. <laughs> so son Spades. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. So first time I met him, I was like, I'm going to call you Spades. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget, you got to go to uh, lunch with him on the 25th. Yes, yes, they yes. They told me just tell you to bring your ID. Oh, uh, yep, yep. So, yep. So, yeah, we're <laughs> at school. You going to go eat at the school? Yeah, I told him I'll come to lunch with him. He must be excited. He, he is excited. He is really I'm, excited. I'm looking forward to that. And he said David was coming too. So yes, yes, David is another student who's in school. David just turned eighteen. He's our youngest. He was seventeen. So he just turned eighteen. Yeah. Did he, he graduate turned, early? Yeah. And he wanted to be a barber. So I, I commend stuff like when you know your why and you understand what you want to do, the earlier you get it, hey, the more success, the better off it's going to be for you. And I feel like it's harder for a student to come right out of high school and say they're going to be a barber than it is for somebody to switch their career because. You know, people are like, why are you doing that? Why won't you, why won't you just go to real college? Why don't you just right. go? You know, so it's a lot of stigma that goes with, hey, I'm coming straight out of high school, going to be a barber. But people don't, people don't ha- haven't really respected it as a trade until now. I really think that the game is changing and people are starting to respect it as a, a legitimate trade now. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, when you think about social impact and how, how you want to help your community, I don't think there's – not too many things socially impactful that you can that you cannot do besides going to something and normalizing trade schools. Um, trade schools is one of the key ways to help the workforce. Um, it's gonna be it's one of the key things in our life right now that's gonna help move us forward and help kids and people realize their goals and their dreams a little bit quicker. Because um, <clears throat> I commend college. College is for some people. It's not for everybody, but. Just the fortitude sometimes, the circumstances and situations and the climate. Sometimes it doesn't dictate people to go to school for four years. Yeah. So the workforce and normalizing trade schools, that's one of the key things for me right now to push for our community and our area. And, and you know, he can still go to college. Yes. After that, he said he'd go with a barber's license. He'd be hustling out the bando, you know what I'm saying, right. with the with the uh, cutting hair in the dorm room or whatever. Make his own money. You know, he ain't got to worry about nothing. And, and I, I tell parents that. I mean, if you give your kid an option while he's in high school to do a dual enrollment in a cosmetology school, because when he gets that certificate by the 12th grade, if he decides to go to college, he can't. But he also has a certificate in his hand to work while he's in college mm-hmm. at something that he loves. And he can enhance that and make that grow to possibilities that's we can't even see yet. We can't even see yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's an opportunity for cosmetology, barbering, manicure, and nails. Any parent, esthetician, reach out there and do a dual enrollment at one of these schools because it's gonna equip your child to be so far ahead than most. Mm-hmm. Because as far as the um, n- trade, he's going to have that. To fall back on no matter what. Yeah, and that could be a first, second, whatever position you wanted in your life. And he could just add to it. And like add I, to I think it. the next level is barbers going to school for mental health, like becoming psych- psychiatrists. Yes. And then, you know, go to school for psychology on top of having a barber's license. Yes. That could be, you know, and then you maybe charge insurance and have haircutting you therapy sessions. That, 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 that's a game changer right there, Emma. And I'm, and I'm happy you brought that up because when you team it up like that, it's so much possibility. 100%. You know I mean? 100%. Mm-hmm. Because you're sitting there giving someone a haircut and then your sessions turns out to be $300 for an hour. And you're charging the insurance. And you charge the insurance. They, I mean, they pay for the insurance. They're not going to worry about you showing up. It ain't no problem. They're going to go as often as they yeah. can. So you're doing three clients a day, $1,000. $1,000 <laughs> a day? Yeah. That's nice. I mean, that's nice, but why not? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Why not? And that's how you can pair barbering or any one of the um, cosmetology, aesthetics, or nails. Yeah, any of the, any of the trades to, yeah. together. You, you paired it up together, that's, that's a game changer. 
So, or did you learn how to braid? When did you learn how to braid? Did you just do it on your own hair? Was there a time that you? Yeah, I okay. learned how to braid on my own hair. So I braid completely different than anybody I've ever seen braid. Really? Yes. You do all I, textures and I stuff. I braid differently. I, I hold my hands weird. But, not, but the thing really is, sure. it's not weird. That's something you came up with. That's, yeah. your, that's your technique that yeah. you can teach because there's somebody out there, Beth, who your technique will work well with. Yeah. Because when you start teaching, have your instructor license, you're going to be teaching braids. Oh, yeah. You're going to be doing haircuts, teaching how to do haircuts. You can travel the country and teach, have a class on just braids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, when he first started playing guitar, he didn't have a left-handed guitar. So he flipped a right-handed guitar over and played with his left hand. Mm. So you, you just do what you got to do. You, you got to suffice. Yeah. You got you to gotta come to the table and make it work. Oh, yeah. You got to pivot. Because people who pivot, that's the ones who, who keep moving. Yeah. But people who stop and complain and stress and not give yourself opportunity, you're you, you chasing your tail. You're spinning in circles. You got to pivot. Yeah, and the people that complain, I feel like, the stu- like there are students that complain, and I feel like they're always, they stay stuck. Like the people that just want to, oh, you know, school ain't doing this. Uh, I'm not learning this. You know, these tools are this. Like those mm-hmm. people are just going to be stuck. Like make it happen, you know? What did Becca say? How can I complain about what's on my plate if the goal was to eat? That's one of the biggest, that's one Dang. of the best quotes ever. Really? Say it again. How can I complain what, about what's on my plate if the goal was to eat? Okay. Yeah, that's major. Yeah, that's that's Is a Becca rapper? No, she's, she's another student. <laughs> yeah, she's been school. on the podcast before. Yeah. Was I here with Becca? Yeah, you he was here. I mean, she said it, Becca. That's a nice little quote. That yeah. is dope. And that stays in my head, too, ever since How that How can day. I complain what's on my plate and my goal was to eat? I'm thinking about Candy World. <laughs> 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 we have some, some gems on the podcast, but Becca's fun. Becca, um, so Becca, she already got a, um, a Halloween costume already. For this year? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a nickname, actually, now. Halloween? No, set it off. Set it off. Because <laughs> she says she's going to dress like Queen Latifah for Halloween. Queen Latifah? Yeah. <laughs> she did not tell me that. That's my best scene. Yeah, that's what she said. So I called her to my scene in the school. I was like, set it off. She's like, she nods her head up. <laughs> I'm so done. She's going to dress up like Queen Latifah. <laughs> which, which movie, Queen Latifah? We're going to get rapper Queen Latifah? Set it off. Set it off. That movie, set it off. Which one is that? I don't think I've seen that one. No. You never seen Set It Off? Oh, What's it about? It. It's, uh, you can't tell. You guys oh, it. check it out. It's dope. Watch it. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I've watched our movies. I've seen the movies. It's got what, Jada Pinkett in it. it. It's dope. It's, I good think movie. they Robin or something. Real good movie. Yeah, Set It Off. Set It Off. Yeah, go check it out. It's I dope. will. I, was, I, like some, I like some Queen Latifah. <laughs> I used to listen to the rap songs. Yes. But that was a dope quote. Though. How can you complain about the food on your plate when your goal is to to eat, how can you how can you complain? Big facts. Yeah, major facts. So, what has been the most surprising thing that you have experienced so far in school on your journey to become the master marvel? Really, That's- how supportive everyone is. Hmm. Um, I, I wasn't aware that all the my co students like they are super supportive. Um, David was helping me with my son's haircut. You know, right? Like he stepped over there and was like. Helping me. It, it just feels good like when you go in, go in an environment where, where you have that bond. Good vibes, you know. Some I don't have friends outside of school. That's it. That's right. my friends. You know, I'm like, hey, y'all, good morning. Like, <laughs> people interaction, what's up? You know? <laughs> so people interaction. So it's, up. I mean, it's it's just cool. I didn't expect that, you know. And I feel like that we're all kind of growing bonds together. And, and that's going to last, you know, yep, because for sure. barbers, it doesn't matter where you're at. You just went to OG conference, right? Yep. So it doesn't matter where you're at. You you talk to other barbers. Yes. It doesn't matter. You know, that's that's a whole thing. So I'm like, yeah, we're forming these relationships now in school. Like, we're going to be able to see each other. Like, we're going to open shops to, you know, we're mm. going to all do our own thing, but we're all still going to be connected at the same time, so, you so, know? So how has, um, this question, right, how has your, your kid's father reacted to you coming to school? And what does he, what does he say? What does he think? He's super pumped up about it, actually. Um, he keeps trying to tell me he needs a kid. He needs a kid. I was like, you're not getting mine. You had one already. <laughs> like, I got fire stuff in my kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah. He's a, little, he's a little jealous. Oh, yeah. He's big jealous. <laughs> big mad. Yeah. I, I just want to say that the, the friendly environment starts from the top down. So anybody, if you get to meet Craig Charles, you'll understand 
why that environment is in place because Craig don't know a stranger. No. You meet he meet everybody he meets and he said he'll say his podcast ain't about him. But at the same time, it's like everybody he meets, he makes it a part of their family. He makes them their friend. And that's the environment that's created within Crown Cuts that is hard. Not that you can't find that anywhere else, but I know that's what makes Crown Cuts special is the fact that the person running it gives you that friendly environment and transfers that into the, the students and the staff and makes people want to support other people and go the extra mile. And and Craig, Craig, and, Craig and Shay and Robin, mm-hmm. they all are – they're they're aggressive, you know, <laughs> but it's not it's not elaborate a elaborate on your aggressive. Okay? It's well, not a bad aggressive. It's like, look, I know you can do this. Yeah, like, let's do it. You know, like we're here with you. Let's do this. So they're you know? aggressively supportive of you. Yes, aggressively supportive. That is proper. Well, yes. thanks for the kind words, guys. Yes. I appreciate that. I mean, the, the goal is again, how can you complain about food on your plate when your goal is to eat? Yeah. So when you think about that. You, you you come to school to learn to become a master barber, to become a good citizen, to become a good person, to learn a trade and a skill that is going to help you feed yourself and your family. So when you understand and realize that from my perspective, and I tell students I coach hard, but I coach hard because I want you to be at your best. And I know what this industry can do for you. So, I mean, that's why I have that old school pencil shop. I'm like, hey, I got to remind people sometimes, this, this, you're not here to sharpen pencils. Mm-hmm. You're here to be a master barber. That's not what you're here for. You're the, you're <laughs> the barber and Bobby Knight. You're out here throwing chairs and stuff. <laughs> no, we're not throwing chairs. But... So Gino actually used your pencil sharpener the other day. For real? Was... <laughs> yeah, so I held it for him and he was sharpening the pencil. <laughs> with the pencil That's not what it's for. <laughs> That's not. It's a metaphor in the middle of the lab. <laughs> yes, it was so it's... funny though. He picked it up and he was like, Mm-hmm. And so he put his pencil in and he's trying to sharpen it without, you know, hold, anything holding it down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let me hold it for you. Oh, man. <laughs> so we sharpened the pencil with the pencil sharpener. We put, some uh, use, we put it to use. <laughs> I got to get that out. I got to get something different. I got to get a rock or something. <laughs> just a brick or something. You know how to lay bricks. You, you had like a knife out. Like I was like, like, I don't think this is what it's for, no. but, but all right. I mean, hey, boy, I'm happy. I'm going to talk to Gina about that. <laughs> Gina's going to come to school. I'm going to see my pencil sharpener bolted to the wall or something. There you go. <laughs> you got a whole stack of pencils sharpened waiting on you. No, that's not what it's for, man. That's not... Uh, well, I, I like Gino. Gino's actually a really great person as well. He's a really great You student. saw what he did to the back of my head. I didn't see it. It looked really good. I, it's probably grown up now. I'm not going to show you right now. Your design? Yeah, he, he cut like uh, two inches up, undercut, and did some designs. He's fire with some designs and clippers. Yeah, he is. That's he is. who I go to. That's is that Vela, Vela Cuts? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, he messed me on Instagram. Definitely. He's a great guy. Very yes. motivated. Yes, that's who I go to about clipper work. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with sheer work. I'm confident with that. And then with the straight razor, the Shannon. The Shannon is the nice with the straight oh, razor? yes. That, I'm always, that makes so much sense. Always paying attention <laughs> to him. Always. So, so what are your career goals and your career path? What, what, so now, Bethany, she's got a barber license, take her tests, and... What, what do you see yourself? What are your what are your goals? What are your your path? What do you want to get out of this? Um. Well, obviously, get my license. Um. First and foremost, and then I want to go. Um. I want to go to a commission and hourly paid shop. Mm-hmm. That way, I can build up clientele. Right. Um. And do that for a while, and then go get my instructor's license. That's big. Not too many people just come out and say that. I mean, I I, I see plenty of benefits of commission shop and and hourly page. I see I see benefits in that. Yeah. I I see benefits in going to sports clips, going to great clips after you get out. So I see plenty benefits in that. But most yeah. people, I think, a lot of students think sometimes that if they go to one of those places out of school, they have not arrived, and or it, it diminishes their that scale or it makes them feel like they not of substance it just gets you i mean it gets you um prepared you know like i'm i'm not ready to jump in that water yet like mm-hmm. i am not ready to open up my own shop right. i'm i'm really not ready to rent a booth mm-hmm. and and take that on i mean i still have until january until i graduate right so by that time possibly yes but as of right now no I want to I want to build clientele up and then go from there and work my way up, get my instructor's license, then open a shop. I mean, keep your options open. That's what I yeah. tell students. Keep your options open because everybody they want it so fast. And I understand when you take your time and let it marinate and build yourself up, you stand on something. But I think everybody want it fast and go into the shop with with their best foot forward, and then 
in two months, they relax, and then they start coming late, and all their flaws start to show. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you can only hold up so long and be that person who you're not and try to camouflage your, your insecurities. Well, two things that commissions that I think commission does, especially for newer people, is it lets you focus primarily on cutting. You don't have to worry about all the other stuff, ta- taxes and things like that. You just get that. It just mm-hmm. comes with it. Uh, a lot of those places offer insurance. You know, you're coming out of school. You've invested a lot. You probably left a career that might have gave you insurance that you had before. So you immediately get insurance. And then also it teaches you some structure. You have to be on time. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you came out of a job, if you're supposed to be there nice, you should be like that anyways. Boo for right. whatever. You should be like that anyways. But the it's a lot – there's a lot more stronger – press for you to be on time and to be there and do your time when you're supposed to do it when you're doing commission. So yes. I think I think commission, there's a lot of positives to it. 100%. Plenty positive. In some places, you're going to get paid vacations. You're going to get continual education, continual education training where they have these um, top stylists and come and teach you some skills that you might have to end up paying for if you have to do it on your own. So there's plenty benefits yeah. in taking your time and building yourself up. I think you set yourself up for success if you do it the right way out of school. You do it the right way in school and you do it the right way when you get out of school, you set yourself up for success and long-term and longevity. 100%. Yep. Yep. I concur. So um, I know there's some people out there who listen to you, Bethany, and hearing your story. Um, anything else you want to add to someone and let them know that, hey, you can do this? Anything else you want to say on, on, on that topic? Because there's... We're in how many countries am I? Fifty-seven. <laughs> the top five countries is United States, Canada, Canada uh, UK, Iceland, Australia, Australia. So people from around the world is going to be listening to you, and they're going to be like, "Man, I can do this." Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just I keep swimming. hit him with the Nemo quote. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can do this. You know, like like Dion said, I'm coming. Yeah. We're coming. You see where he kicked the dude out in the in the For gym. White socks. Yeah, white socks. So he's like, "You got white socks. Get out of my gym." <laughs> but, but it's the little, the little the details. details. The yep. details. It's gonna mm-hmm. set you apart. You know what I mean? And like, like Cole the barber said out of Houston, he's like, "Hey, when I was in jail, I was the most professional person in jail." Yeah. When I was cutting other clients' hair, my pants was tucked, my shirt was tucked in, I had my belt on, my my clothes was pressed, and the warden was like, "Man, I've never seen somebody in all my thirty six years." Be as professional as you while in jail cutting hair. He said the officers were calling him sir. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but that shows that there's a there's a process to this. Mm-hmm. And when you try to skip the process, you lose. And there's a respect that comes with it. That it doesn't matter in what what place that you're in, wherever you're at, in any walk of life, there's a certain respect that comes with it that you command if you handle yourself as a professional. Yeah. But if you don't handle yourself as a professional, nobody's going to respect you. No. Right. No. No. I, I'm, I was, I'm hoping to get my guy Will on here. Will is in New York. He works on the set of Law and & Order, and uh, he works for NBC. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and he's going to come on and share his story in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to, I love this series of people sharing their stories and just talking about where they're at, where they're from, and what they went through. Because realistically, a lot of us went through the same situation. A lot of us have the same agony, the same type of pain sometimes. And we look at it and, and, and think it's, the light is so dim, there's no hope. And what I think with these, with this series of sharing stories, it gives people a glimmer of hope. Hundred percent. Yeah. What do you think, Beth? I think the same. So how when when I called you and I said, "Hey," I text you said, "Beth, want to come on this podcast?" What you brought in your mind? Are you smiling? I was. Um, I mean, I was excited. I was excited, but then I was like, "Oh gosh, what did I just say yes to?" You know, it was like. Oh. <laughs> But, Everybody gets nervous. But yeah, of course. That's why I was like, okay, what are we talking about? Like, get me, get me ready. Did you tell her? <laughs> I just told her you're gonna, you're gonna tell your story. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, I was like, he keeps it pretty vague. Whenever. Oh. Tell me what we're gonna talk about. He said we're gonna talk about your story. I was like, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, the Shannon was he. I think he was the one to start off. He was he was happy. He was amped. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was excited. He he was excited. <laughs> the Shannon gave infractions after you recorded him the other day. Uh, for real? And he jumped up and down. It was, you having him. <laughs> the so Shannon, funny. that dude right I there. thought we should have done it while you were on the video, <laughs> while you were recording him as he was the little teacher. Oh, uh, yeah. So he was in the class. I think Shay, um, what's good about the school, um, Shay sometimes pick out a student and have them do a review of a test or just kind of get them in that mode of being an instructor, feeling that anxiety, just... Just projecting your instructor voice, which yeah. is good. I think all schools should do that. Give our kids the opportunity because you don't know. A lot of times when you're in that position in school, you don't think you're going to be an instructor. You don't think you're going to do this and do that. But if you just try, try it once and give yourself an opportunity to understand what it's like because it, it might propel you to be a platform artist one day. It might help you to when you go to teach at a school or whatever it may be just prepares you and give you the confidence to do so many different things and some people just have that gift like you think you i mean you want to be a barber you want to cut hair but you get to teach and you're like man i really love teaching like mm -hmm. it, it could be just something that you that you really love i mean and, it, and it's not to say that you didn't that you're giving up by any means it's just that, that that's something that you could love a lot more yep. than just going and cutting hair in the shop and that and that's it is good for people to practice that because you wouldn't know you don't know what you don't know right for sure you don't know what you don't know and how can you complain about what's on your plate when he your goal was to eat? To eat. Big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, big. Yep. I remember when Rebecca, <laughs> she couldn't wait to come to school. She's like, Craig, Craig, I, I saw this quote and I, and I thought of you. And I was like, <laughs> it was like, she couldn't wait to see me on like Tuesday morning. And I was like, man, that is powerful. That is big. That's me. That's one of the best quotes I've heard. The Jay Z. Yeah. One of the best quotes I heard today was "Just keep swimming." Just don't Just doubt. Don't I doubt. I'm singing this. I was singing the song on my head as soon as she said it. Big, big. Craig, you so, seen Finding um, Nemo? <laughs> no, I, I seen knew yes. <laughs> Craig don't watch no movies. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, bitch. I really. You seen the bitch? Yes. <laughs> it's Finding Nemo. Of course, man. I've seen Finding Nemo. I mean, I don't know if everybody's supposed to watch that. Like Brian was like, "Craig, have you seen this?" Um, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. I was like, nah. He's like, what? I was like, I just, and, and, and he made me go and see it. And I, it took me like four days to watch the whole movie. It's a longer movie. I mean, it was, but the thing was, it's so many principles and things in there that people can pick up on. Well, just like, just like we talked, just like when Cole took his, went to the, took his barber and went to the, went to prison, became the most professional barber, just like Andy did in Shawshank Redemption. He was a, he was good at financial things, financial planning, and he took that and he made it known and he became a professional and people were coming to him doing their tax returns, doing their, you know, setting up pensions, trust funds, and, and it's the same thing. It's the same right. thing. Same principles. Exactly. Man, big, big. We dropped so much gems on this podcast. Mm, I'm going to drop another one. Let's yeah. hear it. All right, so this is a thing, this is like my first actual thing. Whenever I do have my shop, this uh -huh. is going to be up. It's called the four agreements, right? Ooh, you read that book? It. No, but I love the just the agreements. Mm. It's be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Okay. So that's been another thing. I've got it on my, my Chromebook. Stick around my Chromebook. Look at it all the time. Well, you got to say it again because it went through so fast. Some people are going to be like, say it again, say it again. All right, I'm going to have to read it because I can't remember it all the way. Be impeccable with your word. Don't so, when, so, so break that down. When you have okay. be impeccable with your word, what does that mean? That means being aligned with what you say, doing what you say. Okay. Um, don't take anything personally. If somebody says, oh, you messed up right there, like don't take it personally. Just follow, their, follow the directions and learn from it, you know? Big. Um, don't make assumptions. Don't think that everybody hates you or that you're not doing good enough. Like, don't do that because then it'll have you in a bad funk to where you want to stop. Right. You know, with whatever you're doing in life. Big. And then always do your best. Like, put your best up front. Like, no, that's all you can do. No half stepping. Yeah, I and, mean, and, that's and, that's all you can do, really, is be give it your best. Yeah. Your best, you're satisfied. Yeah. That's big. That's yep. big. That's major. Yeah. Well, you know, all good things have to come to an end. And today was an impactful student story. I like it. I liked it. I loved it. I love it. This was big. So what is one of the biggest things you took away from this podcast today, even though it was about you? Mm, I'm not as nervous now, now that we, you know, almost done. <laughs> we, 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 we calm the water. Yeah. So what is, what is the biggest thing you picked up today? What did you learn it on the podcast? Everybody learned something. Um, well, about dual enrollment for sure. Um, I've got a 16-year-old niece. Well, she'll be 16 in July, so uh, definitely looking into stuff with her. That's big. 
Yeah, yeah, that's big. I mean, I think that's important because a lot of times we don't know information to give to people. A lot of people are looking for advice, looking for information for their kids to suggest some type of career, and they don't know what's out there. And dual enrollment is a major, it's a good thing for a lot of parents. I've been talking to my sister about it before this. I actually had to ask Robin. Mm -hmm. So maybe my sister here in this podcast, maybe she'll be like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go, you know, <laughs> and be hyped up about it. Maybe she'll start a podcast. <laughs> that's big, that's big. So my niece likes to do makeup. So she does See? like little videos and she watches YouTube all the time. So maybe and aesthetics for her. And, and, and that's the thing. When we, when we see kids peak in interest, I mean, follow through and, and introduce them to certain things. Yeah. Don't just let it just get fade dormant away. or fade away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Enhance that. That enhance that. Mm -hmm. Let them know, hey, you know what, and make a big deal out of it. Have a party. So, oh no, you know what, little Mikey at five years old, he wants to be a barber. Take him to a barber shop. Introduce him to barbers or cosmetologists and say, make a big deal out of it. Give him a car. Give him a cake and say, hey, this is something great. We love that. We're going to support you right. because that's something that a lot of times we don't know what we don't know. And, and, and the, the way to know it and understand your why, people have to pique your interest, especially when you're a little kid. And it, and it also lets a child know that anything that comes in their mind is possible. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just something that, that, oh, I want to do this. No, you can do that. Yeah. You can right now. Just say if you say you want to do it, boom, it's right here in front of you. Just, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Big, yes. big. What'd you pick up on the podcast today? Am I? Uh, Waffle House is lit. No, I'm just <laughs> no. Aluminum I'm, chairs. Aluminum chairs. They need. They need to bolt them chairs up. No, I, I picked up. <laughs> Mitch is laughing. Mitch is like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Bethany. Uh, uh, congratulations to you for you. for putting your head down and, and doing what's best for you and your children and continuing to grow. And I'm, I'm happy that you're in this industry and the sky's the limit. And um, thank you for coming on this podcast because it's it's not easy for people to come on here and share their stories and some of the difficult things that you might have gone to. So thank you for coming. I really appreciate thank you it. For having me. Of course. Yes, yes. Big, big. Appreciate yeah, come you, back. Bro. I just I love it because just getting to know people on a different level and just understanding that we all got a story to tell. I remember my boy in college said that to me. Craig, everybody got a story to tell. My guy Anthony Stringfield in Norfolk, um, first string, first string um um sports development, big. Anthony Stringfield. Shout out to my guy. First string. Yeah, his yeah. last and last name is String. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First string. <laughs> that's cool. His his business is called First String. That's dope. Yeah, we tra we don't train to make the team. We train to be First String. All right. That's dope. I like that. Shout out to my guy. He also we used to play video games in college. And, <laughs> what game was y'all playing back then? Um, Galaga. No, nah, it was. This dude right here, man. Yes, you were talking about String. This dude right here, man. Man, we, we playing, my bad. I just heard it. We playing Madden. Oh, okay, I didn't, getting it in hard. My, my bad, my bad. Anthony used to beat my head and playing that game because he just he was an offensive side. He was a receiver. And he used to beat me and he used to be he used to get the best. Who of was the best player in Madden then? I don't know, man. Anthony was. He used to kill me with that String. <laughs> Shout out to you, String. He used to, <laughs> He used to kill. He, and we sit down, we just vibe and talk and be like, man, Craig, everybody got a story to tell. Just effortlessly. Why you beat my hand? <laughs> just dropping gems on you. Yeah. No, and you just about to tell this story yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> like, man, you killing me, dude. I think I got, I, if, we, if we played 100 games, Anthony might have got me like 80 times. <laughs> <laughs> You're just thinking of like inspirational quotes. Yeah, Anthony, business was, Anthony would just give it to me, man. String, my guy, String, though. I love String. That's my guy. We go, me and String go way back because we started um, our journey um, at Hargrave Military Academy together. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out in Chatham, Virginia. And then we came to college together. So um, spent that one year at Hargrave in prep school and then the next four or five years in college playing college football, me, him, and Mike Scott. And we just really tight. Mike's a high school coach in Petersburg, Virginia, and Strings in Norfolk. Them boys, them brothers doing great things. Shout out to both those guys. Awesome. Yep, yep. But, again, we had a great podcast. And, again, Beth, thanks for coming on. And... Hey man, it's, I I I love this part. It's, it's almost seemed like like you said, Amai, we hitting our stride, and it just seems like we just we just moving. Yeah, <laughs> we just it's easy moving. now. We just easy. Shout out again to Feed Spot for ranking us the top twenty five podcast in the world, top twenty five podcast in the United States. Thanks for the thanks for the ranking Feed Spot. We love it again. Then like, subscribe, share, check us out on YouTube. Tell a friend, tell a brother, tell a sister, tell a mother, tell a father. Check out Barbacar Success. Keep those great reviews coming in. If you have a question, don't hesitate to hit us up. We'll get back to you as soon as we can on Facebook, on Instagram. Hit us up. We'll get back to you in the, in the appropriate time. Um, again, 
social impact, workforce development. That's what it's about for 2023. Peace.